I don't listen to what people say Cause you talk a lot don't really mean you know the way Out here on my grind cause I'm trying to elevate Get up in the morning, hit the ground and meditate Ready for my day, got a plan, I don't need to wait Mind clear, energy, and I'm feeling great It's a good life, it could be another way To me it's everything, never just another day Nah Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the No Titles Necessary, Necessary Podcast. This your boy Demir, the conquering under, underdog. <laughs> yes, you are. The conquering <laughs> underdog. I'm going to get that right so you can hear it. So do it again then. This your boy Demir, the conquering underdog. And it's your girl, hot, tidy actress, model, entrepreneur, vixen, and sex goddess. Vic- <laughs> vixen? You super head now? Well, I, I mean, I'd like to say that I am. So All right, we're talking uh, from the streets to the politics. <laughs> and from the bed to the boardroom. Oh, my goodness. What's going on, You know, ladies? I was thinking sexy gentlemen. Vixen. I wasn't even, you know, you went too far with it. I, you said Vixen. I know. I we Train all, of thought. I think we Train all of thought are went vixens, right there. All vixens in our head. I think okay. we all oh. are vixens. Okay, I'm just going with association like, off saying, of what I know and what we that, know in our culture. We know vixen. Vixen <clears throat> yeah. as a superhead? That's the only. That's the only. I mean, you talking about association? Oh, you know, thought association that went somewhere with that certain with that girl, the superhead girl, or just in general, Maybe just a good vixen head in, general. in general. Maybe just good head in general. So I never I, knew vixen only meant good head. I ain't say what, that. Don't, okay, don't well, say that. <laughs> well, so what's what going on? How you doing today, Ty? I, you know, I'm feeling fluffy and feminine. You know what I'm saying? Fluffy and yes, feminine. Yes, yes. So I put on weight. I put on a little so weight. So you good so, for the wintertime. And then I lost it. Oh, yes. I'm always good for the cuddle sessions. Listen. Oh, yes, honey. I got a lot of thick mouths. Oh, y'all heard that, fellas. <laughs> y'all, y'all a little uh, light in the ass out there. You need a little cuddle, buddy? Don't worry. Little booties matter. They do. <clears throat> but yeah, I'm hey, feeling listen, a we little... want to thank y'all for joining us for episode eight. We here in the building. Episode eight. Eight. You forgot? Yeah, I just didn't know you was gonna talk about the episode eight right now. I thought I was, I was just, still telling I was you how I felt. Oh, just introducing it. Uh, oh, oh, okay. My yeah, fault. I was still telling you how I felt. You know, I had a whole thing going, y'all, and he just ugh. go ahead. So tell let me us start. How you feeling. <laughs> so I'm feeling fluffy and feminine. You know, I'm feeling like I just wanna, you know, you know, have my way with the world. You know what I'm saying? Just take somebody's son and just, you know, just have my way with the world. Just climb up the entire state building, just beat on my chest and say, "Woman, hear me roar." You know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> You know, rape go both ways, right? What? What go what go both ways? You know, rape go both ways, right? How am I? Who am I raping? I'm talking about King Kong hitting the chest. Yeah, woman you said you wanted to take somebody's son. Right? Well, I, right, change somebody's life, and it has to be somebody's oh. son. So it's gonna be okay if it's if it's life changing. Oh, it's gonna be life changing. But it's okay. <laughs> rape okay. Well, okay. I didn't say I was gonna rape right, him to change his life. Yeah. Okay, my bad. Okay, so anyway. All of that. Listen, okay. I'm feeling like. You going to ask me how I'm doing? Well, I'm not done. I mean, I feel like Erica Badu in that video where she was walking with her whole ass out. Like, I feel free. (laughs) Uh. Now, how you doing, D? (laughs) Never break a woman's concentration. You can't do that. Erica Badu. Yes, but she had that whole ass out. You see, I know. We see what I got some of these fellas out here. I feel, I feel like hey, just getting on Mommy Day Transit, bucket bunky naked. Straight I up. I probably won't sit on the seats. From Palm Beach to Homestead. Tri County. Tri County. And just ass. Just ass walking out. down the street. Just, just do it. Free. Viral. Let's do it. Mother Earth. Y'all ready? Hey, we're going to set a date. No, t- hey, what? You got to tell us how you doing. I don't know how I'm doing because I'm here with you. Well, he's doing good. <laughs> He's sweating and all, y'all. <laughs> it's hot. <laughs> That's what hot tidy got a brother going what? through up in here. But we want to thank y'all for joining us for episode eight. This is in loving memory. Yes, put that shit to rest, sus. Ooh. Put that shit to rest, bruh. Hey, it's go. It's gonna get a little heavy in here today. We're gonna get at it, but y'all already know we like to get to our first segment, and that segment is talk your shit. Talk though. your shit, though. You better talk your shit. I was on time that time. You I was, was right time. behind you. You was on All right, time. listen, Thank this God. is Talk Your Shit where we Black like to talk. Jesus. out. <laughs> this is our portion <laughs> of the show. We like to talk and big up black businesses and black people who are doing great things in the community. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, we just like to talk our shit about that. So this is uh, one of our favorite segments. So it look like Toddy Ready over there. So you ready to do your thing? I guess you don't put me on blast. You look, you look like you was focused. Over I there. am. With these fake glasses, on. I am so focused. With no prescription in them. Nope. Talk your shit, though. Listen, now I got to big up this chick. She is a designer. She's been designing for over 30 years. She is good at what she does. 
Excuse me, y'all. She is truly gifted. That was so <laughs> unprofessional. Listen, I turned my head, okay? In the what middle am, of talking your what shit. What am I supposed you, to do? Tell him to cut? You got all, all, you was about to get all deep and profound. <laughs> this and is not fair. Moment. Every time I got to talk my shit about somebody good, something always happens. So I just had to release. She understands. Go ahead. Okay. So she does couture. She does high fashion. She does plus size custom wear. She is, when I tell you she is on point, she makes sure she measures to the curve. She is an over, overachiever, perfectionist. She is really good at what she does. She does fashion shows all over. She just left Harlem Fashion Week um, back in February when it was here, and she just did a fashion show um, not too long ago, and she always knows how to dress women. She knows the woman's body. So y'all got to give her a call. Reach out to the sister because she is really worth it. She's been in Lips Couture for about six years. She's been in business. So she really jumped out on faith and created that business, Lips mm. Couture. So yep. if you want to find her, go to um, Instagram at Lips underscore Couture. So that's L-I-P-S underscore Couture. C-O-U-T-U-R-E. Facebook, her name is Sharon Aiken. You can find her there on Facebook. And if you want to email her, email her at Lips Couture by Sharon at gmail.com. Dot com. Okay? So make sure you give her a business. Um, she is really, really good at what she does. Don't so ask for no discounts. Please don't ask for no damn discounts. Go support the business. Please. Now she do payment plans though. I think she do payment plans. Uh oh. Yeah. For uh but it but it's it's legit like pay your shit. Don't play. You know. But um hmm. you know, but she does that for some customers. She does do that. Um, but you just got to be good to her when she does it. But she is really good at what she does, and you will not leave feeling unsatisfied. And she knows how to get into your creative process. So if it's something that you really want, she will be able to execute it for you without a hitch. Flawlessly. Yes, very Flawless. good. So are you ready to talk your shit? Yeah, I think I'm ready to talk my shit real quick. All right, well, talk your shit, dog. All right, listen, I want to talk about this brother. I've known him from the college days, and it's good to see him doing this thing on this entrepreneurial thing. He's had experience in the government, uh, plethora of, of, of work uh, throughout the community. So today I want to talk my shit about the hungry black man. The Hungry Black Man is a media company dedicated to navigating and sharing the black experience through the commentary on food, travel, and culture. Content is both interesting and informational with the occasional ramblings, as we all know, from the company's founder, Star X Smith. The Hungry Black Man latest reviews that have been released on his website are through Opal Locker's very own Crabman 305, <coughs> Pharaoh's Donuts in St. Louis. He's also started a My Black Pantry. That's right. My Black Pantry. It's a mm. site. My Black Pantry, all one word, dot com. It's an e-grocer, um, which is a site for black-owned culinary products. Over 2,000 wines, seasonings, snacks, sauces, cookies, juices, all made by black entrepreneurs worldwide. So that's that's de- definitely up? something big up on that um, and, and revolutionary in this time. But if y'all want to holler at The Hungry Black Man, y'all could go on his website. That's The Hungry Black Man, one word, dot com. You can go to Facebook and Instagram at The Hungry Black Man as well. All right. Go check him out. Go see his reviews. Mm. If you want to know the latest about restaurants, try county wide. If you want to go outside of the you. city. It's a great place to go get some black businesses. You can find out it's vegetarian. If you like pork, you like to eat the rooty from the tootie. If you like to eat your beef and your steak, whatever it may be. I'm just saying, like, whatever they may like to eat. He 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 reviews a plethora of, of restaurants. Um, So, yeah, y'all go big up. Hey, she ain't messing up my talk your shit because she always fumbling in her. So you want to mess mine. No, you mess mine up when I turn I'm talking about the hungry black man and you love food. I do, but this is why I was asking because you say eat anything from the rooter to the tutor. Now, the rooter and the tutor is, is not is a Buddha. So, is it true? But he ain't going to serve no... Okay. I ain't say he was so serving anything. Leave it alone. First of all, I ain't say he was serving anything. Why you had well, to mess up my flow with how I was flowing? You can go there and get can it. Can I just flow how I flow, please? Flow. Flow, bro. Thank you. Y'all go support the hungry black flow, man bro. and go support... Uh, Lips Couture. Lips Couture, all right? Y'all go holler at them and this your talk your shit. All right? All right. All right, now it's about that time. It's about that time. You was writing over there. You sure you ready? I'm ready. I was adding you was focused, the final boy, touch. You are focused. Ooh, you are focused. Me? Ooh, it's about that time. It's about that time. It's about that. It's about that. And I'm doing it all by myself. Why am I doing it by myself? On me. No, I want to focus on you. D. Can you focus on me all right man we're about to get into the main topic of the time. episode ladies and gentlemen and the title topic of 
today's title is <laughs> In Loving Memory. Mm. And we know that the the saying itself is kind of a dark saying because you mm-hmm. think about in loving memory, we mostly Put think about to rest, you know, you know? for people who transition because they say black people, we don't die. We, we transition. transition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They passed. All right. So passed. We're, we're not necessarily mm-hmm. touching on that aspect. And we, we kind of are, too. Yeah, we we kind of are. are. We are. Just in a different way. But even in that aspect, I think it needs to be touched as well because there are some people who can't move can't on move with life. Can't move on with life. Oh, man. Right. They can't move on it's with true. life because of a person that they, they were attached away. to. Right. Even, yeah. psh, man. And that's a hard thing. It, even heartbreak. though it feels different, it's right. still pain. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like a heartbreak. It's, it it's, is it's a heartbreak. And I've seen people actually lose someone and actually pass away from a broken heart. Mm-hmm. Like, I really believe that's mm-hmm. true. I think um, because I grew up on animals a lot growing up, I thought about um, the elephant. Like, when they lose a child, because they carry mm-hmm. the child so long, they carry right. the child, I think, over a year yeah. before they have the birth. So when the child dies, they mourn. For weeks mm-hmm. like actual crime mourning so mm-hmm. um that heartbreaking that connection with that so we're talking about in loving memory and putting stuff to rest or trying to and yeah. and things that may be applied that i know we we touched last episode quiet storm yeah and it was talking storm. about being mm-hmm. preventative you right. know trying right. to prepare yourself before the storm but now we're talking about eight after it's done hit the fan passed. it done came how do you pick up the pieces right. how do you just move on and what to do if you move on. I mean, of course, mm-hmm. it is um, it's a c- custom-made thing for everybody. But, right. you know, there, it doesn't hurt to put it out there what could possibly work. You know what I'm saying? So but why is it so hard to put stuff to rest then? Let's just go ahead and get into it. It's kind of like one of those things how you say some people are used to certain behaviors or consistency. And something continuously happening for a long period of time. You're just used to it. You know what I'm saying? And if anything is done more than once, it becomes habit. It becomes routine. It becomes something that's a part of your everyday life. Mm-hmm. And people are like that. People are are can be a part of your everyday life. And when you know when a key turn, you know who it is. When you hear something in the kitchen, you know at 3 o'clock, oh, yeah, that's, you know, that's so-and-so. You know, so it's, it's more of like a routine. You're used to it. You know what I'm saying? So to Creatures have to habit. let something Creatures go that you've been accustomed to for so long, right. it's kind of like, damn, I, now how do I function now without that key turning? How do I function now at 3 o'clock every night I know somebody in the refrigerator looking for ice cream? or You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's kind of like reconditioning your mind to be without someone. But there's somebody that, there, there's some people that can't. You just can't. Yeah. Or or it's, it's, it's in them. That they feel that they can't because we can what never tell a person how is, to feel. Like, what do you that's, think that's that a is? Deep, that's a deep connection. That's like um, a, a parent losing a child. You can yeah. never like she, that parent never gets over the death of that child. Like you know, I constantly mm-hmm. see people on social media who have lost children, and it's a constant battle with them. Sometimes mm-hmm. you see them on their highs, sometimes you see them on their lows, yeah. but you know that they haven't laid that to rest. And yeah. who are we to ask them to lay it to rest? Yeah, like Go that's the, the one thing you got to think about. And and that's I think that that's something we touched on too with the quiet storm. Like when is the time to say okay? Mm-hmm. Now you gotta. When is the right time? Yeah, to guide you. Right. And and it's a very tough conversation to have. Right. But if you, like I said, when it starts to look um, bad or when it starts to look like it's hurting. Unhealthy. Yeah, when it's unhealthy, when do you say, okay, all right, now I know you're hurting. Right. But would they like to see you that way? But that's that. You know, and it's hard. That's more like outside intervention, like like hoping that somebody will come and help them during that time. But you can't force a person to go through stages of intervention or stages of therapy or stages of, of, of healing and grief and all of that if they don't want to, right? So right. you have some people who are just stuck, like, I don't want to end this. And you this. got some people who want to, they just don't know how. So what do you say to that person who feels that laying that thing to rest is they feel like they're losing a part of themselves. They're losing, they have to cut it off. Like, to them, that's how they feel. Like, you, you're telling me to lay this to rest, but I'm telling you that if I lay it to rest... I'm not going to feel that connection anymore. Okay. That's a hard thing with laying, laying at the wrist. That is a hard thing. Um, you know, in death, some people have the the saying that they say, you know, now just understand that they're in a better place. Right? But that doesn't do anything for you because you're right. still on earth without them. Or give it to God and or it'll give be it to God, all right. Just right, pray, right, right. baby. Just pray. You know, and I get that part, yeah, but what does that do with me? So they've transitioned. Now, what does my transition look like? You know, what do mm. I now have to turn into without them? And now it's kind of like rebirthing yourself. 
when you lose someone that's so instrumental in your life or somebody that's been there. And, you know, relationships, even if they don't pass on, that's why I say it feels different when you, when they just leave and separate or just go their own separate ways. Cause now you watching the person mm-hmm. living without you in that same world. So it feels like a part of you was lost. What that movie was? I don't know. Lovely Bones. You, you mm, ever, is that the girl what, the who girl, was killed in the refrigerator? They put in a refrigerator the, 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 or a safe yeah, or the, a deep freeze or something. Pedophile guy mm-hmm. who was like right down mm-hmm. the street who looked like the and friendly they, neighborhood. He dumped, the, dumped a body in a hole or a trash. Right, or had a whole another thing. So it was like the the just what you just said. There was she was watching her dad go going through, through this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like we believe in as we pass and go to the ancestors, and mm-hmm. uh, they're watching over us in some sense. But even with that and. The difficulty of, of when people transition and pass on and us not being able to lay it to rest, sometimes it's guilt. It is. Sometimes it's guilt, but guilt guilt and and um sor- sorrow, like loss of a loved one looks different. But it, the guilt is sometimes what happened while the person was alive. Right. So but now that, that the person is gone though. or, or not, yeah, at a looks, funeral, yeah, yeah. they look different. Oh, and, yeah. And in life, they it, look different. It's just different. life, period. Sometimes yes. like... You, that guilt that a person carries with them, like we could have handled the relationship better. I should have resolved mm-hmm. this, or this was that. Well, I this was done petty. More. This wasn't that serious. This right. was like this was like when you look at the magnitude of things. Right. It's like God, it's like damn, now that they're gone, I wasted time. And that's why I say it feels like a transition for you. Mm-hmm. Now knowing what you know now, how life is so precious, how it could be snatched away, how you could be without someone today and, and tomorrow, mm-hmm. and looking back on the things that you could have done differently or better, or didn't do, or that you could have done, or whatever. Seeing that, seeing that and knowing that um, you can have a moment of fixing your current life with those who are left in your life. How do you, you but know that, what I'm saying? That's what I'm, that's what I'm telling you, like that connection and that attachment to the, the, the deceased. deceased uh-huh. Right. Like it's that yearning to try to fix something that you can't fix anymore so it's like but it's you like can the, if you have another chance with someone else and in, in a but way but they don't transition that energy same. that way i get what you're saying though because right. you get another opportunity to do mm-hmm. right as you move on mm-hmm. but there's some people that are stuck in that past because they're like did this have something to do with the whole demise of everything did this lead that person that way could i have been there to, to pre- it, prevent certain things i think it depends on the death too Right, and how it happened. And how it happened. Right, correct, correct. If, if, you know, because if case you... Case by case, like case we always by, say. Like we said, everything said. is custom-made. Nothing right. is cookie-cutter because everybody is different. Everything right. is case by case. And and, and the weird, weirdly enough, I look at loss the same way in love. I look at it the same way, like it's death. So go that's ahead. why I thought loving memory was so... Go ahead, go, ahead. Um, go there. ...suiting because a lot of times we feel like we can't live on with somebody, without somebody that we've been with so long. Or a relationship that filled us up with so much well, joy. Well, not even length. Love. It's just how much you invested, invested into, into it that you feel it. like yeah. you can't. Okay. Right. And it feels like now, how do I go on without this other person? And especially in marriage and relationships, a lot of people see them as they rib, and this is my, you know, right. we we won now. Soulmate. And you know what I'm saying? Right. So depending on how, and then that's why so many soul ties. And then sometimes you get a chance to move on and be someone different and fix the trial. And errors of your old ways and make it better for somebody else that you just met. But soul but, ties, I think, would be more to a permis, uh, per, per, uh, what's the word? I'm looking promiscuous. For? Promiscuous. Do you uh, think lifestyle? Up when you put it, the connotation up the the way it's used in a religious way, right? Mm. So when you talk about spirituality, we know it's from unprotected sex for you truly connecting mm-hmm, together, mm-hmm. not necessarily with a, a condom or so. But the soul tie in itself is just don't be. Spreading yourself around to everybody, giving right. everybody a goods, or just valuing and honoring yourself and your vessel, right? right. So when you look at that and that soul tie, yeah, that ties into it a lot. But when you talk about relationships and and marriages and things like that, isn't well, some relationships who are not tied to not been together for a certain amount of years, <laughs> yeah, what they, they feel it? like common law. What common, they feel <laughs> like it is a soul tie when that thing is gone. Oh, you've been beating the like, ball and everything. Trust you, you know me. what I'm saying? All Trust me. Years, all those years, you even, some people even have children. You know what I'm saying? And, Grown you and know, everything. So a soul tie to me is anyone who has connected to your soul in a way no one else has. So you're talking so, about a soul mate 
or a soul tie. Like, you know what I'm saying? See, I, I do because believe the tie once the is soul from a is sexual energy. One, well, see, the soul tie is sexual energy, but you have that with your partner. Now, right, but you I, don't know if it's your soulmate yet. But I can have a soulmate that's that's not even in that realm. It could just, it, it could be straight platonic. Like, I, you know I what I'm saying? Understand. So when I say soulmate and soul tie, that's the different differentiated in the two. Well, when you have someone that's been in your life for a long period of time, okay, and you're used to being with that person, okay, sharing things that you don't share with anybody else, you're uh, whether it's platonic, platonic, or it's um, what's the other word? Uh, Euros. No, no, no. Love. Mm-mm. I can't think about Phileo, it. Right now. I ain't finna- friendly. No. What? That's a word. It comes I know, from Philadelphia. But, but you, keep, but the more you say it. The, the more you say it, it throw me off even further, and I can't remember what the hell I'm trying to remember. So I'm like, no, just stop. Okay, so the, the, the damn. You got you got agape, you got euros, oh. you got phileo. But I wasn't thinking got... about none of that. As soon as you said phileo, I was thinking fellatio. No, uh, all of that make you tie. All of that gets you sprung. Lord heaven. No, but um, no, I wasn't trying to say that. I, I, none of them words. Now I just gone. It's it's, it's at, in the Pacific Ocean right now. I, um, so with relationships that land at the rest, and some of us not being able to recognize when right, to lay at the rest, right? And it feels like death to some people mm. because, and it feels even well, like the more, relationship, the relationship, the separation. the separation of that relationship feels like death. Okay, because you once known this person to be everything to you, with you, for you. Now it's not there anymore. And it feels even it feels like a gut-wrenching death when they're alive. Because now you know that they're living that life that they gave you or they're with still someone living, else. Period. Right. They're living in And you then can't it makes on. you feel like what happened with me? And then now you start looking at you like what happened with me that he couldn't live like that with me. Now I feel like dying inside because now I feel like putting myself to rest because I am without you now. It was us. Me and you against the world. Now all of a sudden we're not together no more. I got to watch you live a life that I know should be mine with you. You get what I'm saying? So it feels like death in a way. It does. Okay. But I it, it, see, well, at least with death, the person no longer is walking on this earth. You know they've gone to another but realm of the that, world. To some people, that's not better, though. It's not better, but you don't have to... Okay, so if you see someone who's living and they're living in suffering, mm-hmm. they're suffering every day. You want them to move on to a more better place. Better as place. We always say. You get what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. So you want what's best for them. You want them to move on to the next realm of their life. When you're with someone and they're alive and you split, for some reason you don't want. And I know this is gonna sound it sounds selfish. Bad, it's selfish, but right? It's yeah, selfish. yeah, but it's you true. You don't want it's a them thought. to live a better life. You a don't better want them life to go without on. you, right? Because you gave them everything. Go to hell and gasoline draws. Go ahead. In a, mm-hmm. in a hand basket. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? So it's like it. That's why I said it feels like death, but it feels more toxic. It feels, it feels worse because now it's like now I've given you everything that I wanted to give you, and now I don't have that anymore. So now. I, I expect a dead person to go on to another life in another world, in another realm or whatever. But to see you walking, talking in the same world that I'm in, it hurts more. It looks different. Right. And and, and, and when, like you said, the you get to that state when they're, when they're alive and, and still functioning, now you're living an unhealthy exactly. mindset. You're not eating. You're not stressing. You don't feel like, sexy no more. You don't right. love life. As you so it's a lot of insecurity. So does the insecurity steer from... Too much investment into a, a, a person? No. Um. Well, okay, you got to look at it like this. Now, if you if you're naturally were never an insecure person, mm-hmm. and now this is my belief, if you were never an insecure person, it depends on how you got with that person and why they're in your life and what are they doing in your life to make you feel secure. So you're saying if it was something like verbal some abuse that come some, around and they kind of belittled you no, and kind of broke it don't even have to be that. Thing? It could have been the best relationship in the world. But once that ty- once that relationship ends, it feels like you did everything wrong. I don't know how to explain it. Right, because I don't get even that. though you, you know insecure. they was wrong as hell and what they did, you still subconsciously feel like I yeah, don't know I, how to explain. Because it. Because if you come in a relationship and you're securing yourself, yeah. you're confident in yourself, and there and there's no belittling in but the, some and, relationships. Wait, wait, make I know. You wait, feel I'm just like I'm trying to paint a picture. If, mm-hmm. you, if there's no belittling in the relationship, and then you two separate. 
where is where is well, that coming from? Well, when I hear belittling, I hear like uh, verbal abuse. I hear verbal abuse. It's verbal abuse. But I've been in relationships where there was no verbal abuse. It was just maybe some things that no communication. It could be lack of understanding. It could be you know um, argument after argument over anything. But then when they're gone, that kind of depression looks different. It brings along something that looks like in. Insecurity. I don't know how to explain it. I would it. say to this generation and the, the 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 type of people that we see now, the confident people, I don't see that depression. That what yeah. what you will see is there's an easy cutoff. Oh, oh, that's what we're doing. All right, going on then. But what, we, we see that. But what happens when we're not there? True, man, but that's what everything. But even, we see that because people put on the cry, front. Even the people who cry in public. But they may be see, happy in the back. Like I'm just saying, like yeah. people put on fronts all the time. When they say people like some that people cry get a, some people get on social media strong. and just get like this and then just start crying on cue to record. Like you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like is this genuine? Well, like I mean, not we could. Ju- we I'm can't not question. I'm not judging what's genuine and what's not. I'm genuine. not judging it. But until it's just you know weird. the person, you be like, that's bullshit. I'm just thank. But when you come into a position where you've been with someone for so long or a certain amount of time, whatever you feel confident, like, you're you in love, you're securing your relationship. Everybody goes through a level of insecurity in their life. Yeah. Something causes Inner that. thoughts. Thoughts not to entertain that we shouldn't entertain anything. that It could have been birthed with you as a child. You got over it. It could come back. That relationship probably made you feel like, okay, I never gave this man children. I never um, did this. I never did that. W- w- okay. What did I do wrong? So you do analyze yourself. Oh, I can't speak for nobody else, but I've analyzed myself in figuring out because I've never thought that. I was infallible to the rule. I always felt like I'm in that too. Mm-hmm. It's a possibility I fucked up. You get what I'm saying? Right. So you automatically look at self. Even though you know he did X, Y, and Z, you still say, you know, it's probably something I could have done more. Not a confident. I don't see it. I, I, see, and I, I feel like even the, the best swimmer Am I seeing knows something? that if like, they... Am I missing something? I'm just trying to make sure no, I'm not no, no, missing but, something. No, 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 but this is what I'm saying. In my mind, I'm, I'm looking at it like the best swimmer has swam marathon after marathon, has won gold medals, can get their ass in the middle of the Pacific Ocean and still got to take certain precautions to protect themselves because they can drown, depending on where they at. That's that's so far-fetched. But no. It would have been better for you to say an uh, Olympic swimmer, per se, loses a, a couple of races and they done had 20 street, a 20 street but win. I, I, I'm, I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm bringing a different like, extreme to it because that's what it feels like when you in something that you've always been in forever. Like I, I do races all the times. I, well, you haven't been in that when I started forever. the shit. When I started the shit, that's better. So if I've been in this shit for five years, I've been running races for five I years. All of a sudden, I'm in a position where I'm not on the track. I don't have lines to guide me. I don't have nothing. It's just bare land, bare ocean. That puts you in a different dynamic. It puts you in a different position as a swimmer. But you are prepared different too, as well. What if you don't have any preparation? <clears throat> Okay. You're just stuck in the middle of nowhere. That's what it feels like. You're stuck in the middle of this this world. But does that break the confidence of a person? Or it does can. It, or does it I'm make them saying... push to the point of exhaustion? You see what I'm saying? It's a difference. Because if I'm confident, in but my don't mind... don't relationships sometimes do that? They'll push you to the point of exhaustion? It, but wait. It didn't make me feel insecure. You don't know what... Okay, so what does insecure mean? You start doubting yourself. Right. So you start doubting the abilities you have, whether it's sexual, whether it be maybe my talk game not good, maybe I'm not being as romantic. So, so what so did I so say that was so different from what you said when I said I was in a relationship and everything was good and it was great? Now you said I'm once out of it. Left and now right I'm, now I'm out of it. I doubt myself. I stop and I think what I could have done differently. I stop and figure out how I could have prepared myself better for something like this. You don't know what you're gonna be up against until it happens. Is what, what I'm saying. I said you get what was, I'm saying? For a confident person, they'll be more likely to cut off. Is what I said. And your response was, "We don't see what they do behind closed doors." You, you can't go into that uh, speculative uh, place because you're not behind closed doors with them. All you can do is go off what you see from them in their actions and what they show and display. Right. That's all you can do. So, I hear you. so when we talked about the confidence, if I'm confident, right? Me and you are in a relationship, mm-hmm. and you've we've been loving each other for five to ten years. Mm-hmm. Confident, I was confident before I got with you. Got mm-hmm. my swag, doing my own thing, mm-hmm. and we somehow just split. Mm-hmm. I'm be hurt. Okay. Not insecure. I'm gonna feel like I can still get up and go get another woman if I want another woman. But if I want. You, I'm going to see what I got to do to try to get that. I'm going to work around whatever avenues I got to try to get. All right, I'm going to give it a little time. I'm going to let it breathe for a second, and I'm going to come back to it. 
Okay, and that fall, that fails. What happens? Then you have to move on. Okay, so moving on is easy for you. Certain people it is. No, I'm at, so that's what I'm saying. Me for, personally? For that person that's not. Me personally with my wife, no, I don't feel like that. I don't feel like I could just drop it and just instantly go. I know I'll have to go through some type of process where I'm, I'm you know, a lot of. Uh, and what does that process in your mind no, look no. like? No, no. Well, not for you and your wife. If it has to be. <laughs> I'm, I'm not trying to get in your business. I know you good. What I'm saying is a process like that, whether you say, okay, I have to go through this process. I feel, and this is why I say I feel this way, and maybe that's why, because we and you two different people, mm-hmm. right? But I feel like there is a little little bit, whether you, you could be the com- most confident motherfucker in this world, a little bit of you is insecure in a sense. And maybe insecure isn't the right word. Right. But the doubt, the maybe I could have done hurt. things different, the hurt, it transforms into something else if it's there too long. You get what I'm saying? And then you say, okay, I'm going to move on because that's just now my way. Now we're going Wait. in the conversation. Okay, but I'm we, with you now. We I'm gonna, with we you. Cut, I'm going to cut your ass I'm off with now you. because that's just my way. Now I may become callous now. Now I may don't nah. give a damn about relationships. Well, or, now I may don't or, care. Or because that's how you handle things. No, or, I'm just saying. I'm just giving perspective. Wait, now we was there. I don't want to lose it. So here we go. I cut it. I said, all right, here we go. I we I'm hurt. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go through this no more. I'm gonna bounce back and I'm gonna find me another motherfucker. Right? All right. Another motherfucker don't come soon enough. No motherfucker don't come till a year or two from now. Now it's like all right now. I'm a I'm a secure motherfucker, but they ain't come soon as fast as fast as I wanted them to come. But I'm 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 a G about it, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be that person that I said I was gonna be. Cut it off and not be as hurt as possible. There is a level of something that happens in you that feels like because I am this person, I am not able to bounce back in or jump right in right away. What's going on with me? And that's when I tell you the self-analyzing comes in. You could be the, the best at what you do, but if, if there is something in, the, in, in there somewhere where it's stopping you from moving forward, there is a level of what did I do wrong or doubt. This, this, Erica got a question too. Hold on. When you said that if I wait this long and it don't come, right? Let's be honest, and let's be totally honest. Mm-hmm. You get hit on probably five, ten times a week. All the time. Because I'm fluffy and feminine. What weight? <laughs> the weight came for you in subconsciously and mm-hmm. mentally is, is not what you wanted. But it's not that opportunities haven't came. It's not the opportunity that you desired, right? Right. So you can't get so, oh, the 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 type of girl uh you know the type of relationship I want didn't happen right so some people may be like fuck it I don't care relationships no more like if anything I relate more to that because growing up I didn't see relationships to be able to have so me having confidence going into a relationship my problem in my marriage is what I'll share at the beginning of my marriage it was not being so quick to cut off. Not right. being so quick to say, hey, if this don't work, um, bitch. they ain't, right. ain't by a bitch in a disrespectful way. It's just that, look, if it don't right. work, I'm not going to be. That wasn't the, meant to yeah, be Yeah, we, we, of course, we respect that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't to the extreme to where I felt like insecure in myself, doubting myself like that. But I had to get to a point where as we grew, as we grew, evolve those transitions. Now that that would look a lot different because. Yeah, I was confident coming in, but now we transmutated into something that wasn't there before. So now there may not be as much independence as it was coming into it. Now there's a right. codependence with each other. So now right. that's that part. That's why I told right. you when you said so it earlier, say, it's not does on some length, of that go depth. away. I, I feel like when you're responsible for other people, sometimes that you 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 didn't come Ooh, in that way. I actually had to think about you that. Over responsibility is a is a is a hard hurdle. Okay. With people, but we'll get uh, into okay. that. Erica, Erica got, got a question. Go ahead. I have a question. Go ahead. In hearing you guys try to explain each other's point, could it be a situation where a, it's a woman, a woman thing, quote unquote, like you know, and men, a man thing, right? Well, I'm asking, do you think what you were saying, your point, do you mm-hmm. think that's what women do automatically? What what Confident. about as as, about as as, like, go into doubt and right, all of that? Um, see, and that's right. You know what? It, I feel like question. I feel like women are quicker to own it and and look at themselves and say, "What am I able to do 
Because I think a lot of men feel that way, but do they verbalize it out loud to us? And I feel that. You know what I'm saying? I, I really feel like a lot of men have this man thing where they don't always admit when they they messed up. Or, damn, I you know, I could have done something different or that doubt. They kind of just go into fixing the feeling of doubt or fixing the feeling of I should have done this better. So they go into saying, let me get right to fix this relationship instead of cutting it off. Sit in it and say, I, I could have done it. Okay, I see what I... And I'm not saying men don't do it, but I feel like my experience with a lot of men, they'll know they messed up or they'll know they did something that could have, you know, go ahead, you, you know go went there. Go. Go. But they don't always say it. No, they're not they're going certain, to. The, right, the men, but wait, but the let men, me finish. Go ahead. They don't always say it, but sometimes they do things to fix what they did. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So instead of saying, I screwed up, you know... They don't come and say, baby, I screwed up. They say, let me go fix that door she we argued about because that's why we argued in the first place. Let me fix it. You get what I'm saying? That's how it feels. I'm not saying that's what it is, but that's how it feels because it's like if you knew, you. But, if, but you just say he's not going to. So he, us knowing not. that he's not going to do it, when we see the fixing happening and we expose, we know what that fixing means. Like a woman who get gifts when they done something guilty. They say they guilt gifts. So I know you done screwed up and you done messed up somewhere, but now you giving me flowers. You don't get that's a guilt gift if you know that there's that's something. Pandering one. What well, what, about. I'm, what, I'm, what I'm saying. If, if, that, if that relationship has that dynamic, like if, if it has that time, dynamic, he, he buys buy something or whatever. But even in a normal setting, I can honestly admit to this. I feel like I have owned the parts of my relationship where I may have been able to do something better. And I don't know if it's a woman thing or a man thing. I know a lot of women do it. Question. Go ahead. Were you not the one who said that you, not too long ago, a couple of episodes ago, that when a man was confronted or got knowledge of his wrongdoing, he didn't do anything to fix it, but he twisted the tables and tried to turn it on you? It, it depends on what relationship you're talking about. Because you're giving me the eye like... No, but like, isn't that what you... So because what I'm, trying I'm trying to, understand to tell you what you're is, saying. Because so I've had, just most, like you say, everything is custom. Right, but everything what I'm going to... Everything is custom, so it depends to on what relationship. woman, okay, the woman that we grew up with, Big Mom and them, that raised you women, mm -hmm. you queens, right? They raised you to be... To resolve issues. To fix them, right? Okay. To don't run from them, deal with them. There was no... Being quiet about it. If there's an issue, you brought it up right then and there, right? I, I guess it. I guess it depends. This is that's it's a general, right? Within our community, though, more than likely, your black woman wouldn't go shut up to it. She was gonna tell you what the hell was going on, and we was gonna deal with that right then and there. Nowadays, I think that the mentality is kind of switched. Where these girls will switch out on you, they'll, they'll cut you off real quick and right. just go like straight up. The men, men, they can know that they are wrong, and they will try to hold on to that lie as long as they can until they are dead caught into it. OK, so instead of trying to rectify it, whether it be confessing to it or trying to fix it and you're giving keys that what fellas should do. Yo, fellas, if you don't know how to come and apologize, if you don't know, go do the thing she's been asking you to do for months. She'll know within those underliners you're giving jewels. But what go most guys do is try to revert it. So an argument escalates into a big fight now because somebody just couldn't accept the fact that they were wrong and they did something wrong. You get what so I'm saying? So why that? after the fight you want to admit it? Because I've been in that position too. Where it, you it, know you wrong. They go fight to the end. They go fight and to that, the bitter I think, end. I think that's the shit Listen, that I is I'm, so I'm just giving you the fucking dynamics. upsetting. <laughs> It, 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 listen, that is the thing that but, is so but you gotta upsetting. Remember, some because some you, of the mentality I, is switching now. And some things that we would think that is just for a men mentality, women doing it now. Like women, It's a lot that women are doing gosh, now that men that, used to do. Right. Um, uh, <laughs> like WAP. That's, a, that's something women right. talking about it. But uh, Mystical came out. Mystical came out <laughs> and was saying, I came out with my dick in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> be cool you know what we I'm saying we talked about he that on sex that. is a weapon right you know what I'm saying but so, even with just <laughs> letting go real quick like just real quick I know I know we getting shut we gotta, down yeah, on we here. damn we getting up. shut damn. no hold up we got a little bit we gonna, bit. We gonna get on, in there real quick in. well see you gotta understand something I wasn't raised by those kind of women what I kind of women you was raised well, by? Like, for me, I was 15 when my mother passed away. True. My mother had a lot of aunts. I mean, my mother had a lot of sisters. So I had some aunts, but they were either in a religion 
um, that, you know, like that some of them was Jehovah's Witness. Some of them had different ways of going about talking about sex. They talk, They didn't talk about a lot. So you was it more saying? passive, as, as, as the ladies it always was, say? You know, as funny as passive may sound, passive is something that, you know, you just, okay, I'm just going to let that go. Some people just didn't address it at all, ever. And I think with, when certain people don't know what to do, they just don't do it. And it's mm-hmm. like, will I ever even hear you breathe the word? You know, a sex, certain word right. of sex or a relationship. Right. It's or funny because I just saw a meme about that. It was like um, grandmas used to tell uh, grandmas growing up used to tell us, y'all, y'all don't be out there all that sex and stuff. Y'all out there being nasty, but they got fifteen kids. Right. Or not only that. So what was you doing all that time? You know, like they, they like my mother had this thing where she didn't even tell me what a vagina was. She didn't even use the word vagina. She used the word self. Mm. Uh, don't let nobody be playing in yourself. Don't, 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 you know, get nobody yourself, you know. And self was what a vagina was for so many years. You know what I'm saying? And so then, just a different type of woman that you grew up to and that you was then, exposed to. Right. And when she passed away, I had my dad and my brothers. Okay. So, and then I had a sister, but she was always gone, you know, with her man or whatever. So I didn't have any women around me. So anything I grew up with later, it was picking up pieces here and there from different older women in my life. So that's why... I have the cookie-cutter, open-minded mentality now, I believe, because I've been able to adapt myself to different women, and then they all have different perspectives. And you and got they both energies as well. Thoughts. You got yeah, the feminine energy, feminine but you masculine. also got that masculine energy, right. which threatens know, a lot of dudes. <laughs> yeah, and it, I mean, but it is what it is, and, and it's funny. I've always been, you know how guys always say girls put them in friend mode. You know what I'm saying? Friend zone. Friend zone. Oh, yes, mm-hmm. yes you see? You're good. Friend zone, right? But then for women like me, I'm like the bro. And the girl at the same time, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, well, damn, where do I stand? I'm, 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 I'm that nigga to you, and I'm that girl to you. Like, so isn't that what every now, man wants? Since you got all the ladies in the room agreeing with you on the, the friend mean, zone, and wait, no, with that, um, but that's also the thing that makes it hard, also to lay it the rest in the future as well, because we know that most relationships come from friendships, right, and best friends. And so sometimes it's hard to, to lay something to rest because you don't want to let you want to let one part go and not let the other part but wait, go. Does or, laying the rest sound because it, it, laying the rest sounds like you don't want to give up something that's consistent in your life. But you also don't want to give in to what you know it would be good for you. So if you know that you got a friend that's a female, that's 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 your girl and you could tell her everything. And every time a chick fuck up in, they, in your life and you like over it, you can go to that girlfriend and say, hey, friend, man, this X, Y, and Z. She got to take the burden of all your relationship, all the shit you hear. She got to hear you talk about all those things that happened with that girl. But you still not good enough to be that girl to him. That's not saying you that. You know, like I've seen that in so many relationships. So what? So I guess the translation for that is what then? Because then a lot of women are in that position where women could put a guy in friend zone and it's bad. Oh, she just want to put me in friend zone. I don't feel da 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 da. But when a guy does it to a girl, it looks it looks like I need you. I need you in my life. No, we get more the verbal abuse life. when 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 a guy put a woman in the friend zone. Now he get all type of what you gay nigga. What no, y'all want this? No. Trust me. Like I'm telling See, you, well, the, the, the type of women. Of woman, yeah, these women are are hella aggressive. Woman. Man, they, but that's what man. you say. And nowadays, a lot of girls behave that way. But if you get somebody with a structure of an old soul or been raised by a woman, um, of like you said, a passive nature or a certain type of Some nature, of them it's hella a chance. Too. Well, they can be at the right time. <laughs> I, I do believe right. you got passive aggressive. You have passive. You have aggressive. Mm-hmm. There are more uh, um, things under the umbrella. But my my thing is when. I feel like it's a scapegoat. Like, that girl is always going to be that girl to him, just that girl. She'll never be anything more than that girl. So when she gets to that point of frustration, he needs to understand. I know I put her in that box of feeling like she was only that girl. Why am I mad that, one, now she's moving on, or, two, that she's giving me the shit about it? But that goes both ways. Like, but, but and what, okay, so what does it look like when a man does it? Because when a man does it to a woman, it looks like that. So now that girl is... Not only women look for consistency too. Right. So you got a friend that you know. Now this is the part of the show, ladies and gentlemen, in love and memory. We resolved everything. Now we're talking about setting stuff straight because it's all in yeah. the definition of in love and memory. So go ahead. Yeah, in love and memory. So what we're doing, we got this guy. I've been this girl for him all this time. We're looking for someone to give us some type of understanding of what kind of relationship this is. Mm Because those kind of relationships don't really have a title. Right. It's just like a thing. It's in the air. So then now it's like all of this, you giving me all of these feelings of feeling like I belong to you. 
in a way. But I'm not yours. So now I find someone who's who I want to give my energy to, but I still got you over there making me feel like it's a chance that me and you would might be together. You know what I'm saying? But then it's like, no, he always been this guy to me. I've always been this girl to her. That's it. That is what it is. But then that guy want to give her shit for moving on and make her feel guilty about her choice to be with someone who actually wants to be with to her. To give her the love that she but wants. But now you giving me shit, but you wasn't willing to be that man for me then. That's, so now why are you giving me shit that somebody actually but wants that, to and, be in that aspect in that it just position. gotta be set straight the record gotta be set straight the lines gotta be drawn in the sand look i love y'all always be here with y'all always be there for you but right now i'm going to be selfish and it just got to come to that point you got to set it straight and if you don't set but, it and straight that's what i talk about when i say why is it that he knows the shit that he was doing but no you asked the question too you said what happens on the flip side so with a, oh, with oh, a man with a, with, no i'm just saying well, so when a man man put, puts a woman in the friend zone it's 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 real delicate because I don't know the percentage. I want to say almost seventy percent of the time he probably done had some type of interaction with her one time or so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gaging might have been a drunk night, might have been a slip up, may have been a dramatic conversation, and something done happened mm-hmm, between mm-hmm. the two. And so you have some some trace with that. Now, when a guy put a woman in a friend zone, to be honest with you, he don't want to be with her intimately. Okay. Period. If she's in the friend zone, that's what he wants her to be, and he will he will he will vehemently okay. let that be known. He and will, and if that's that if that is really truly what it is, why? Oh no, I'm telling you from a fellas. No, no, no. But if he wants her there, he has no problem with it. Only thing he'll probably be worrying about is how the guy is taking care I've of her. I've seen somebody actually try to deteriorate what she currently had because they mad. This is the this is the type of Even person they didn't want that type of person is the person that wants to keep that connection and keep this this lasso around the neck and still be able to live and, and wander around with everybody else and still be able to say I got this safe thing I could call at two, three, four in the morning to and go. What does that do I to her get, though? The, oh it oh it deteriorates her just and like remember you just we said. talked about insecurity and mm-hmm. at some point it builds. That confident person that kind of shit right there a confident girl will build you confident in okay, it'll tear so, it down. so let's look yes. No, it, I get you because it's not Some down. people try to tear down things that are great in somebody else to make themselves look bigger. Hello. So So we talked about so, sorry Negroes, right? Mm-hmm. Who do, really don't want to do nothing. In order to I know you a woman doing your thing. You own your mm-hmm. ish. You 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 mm-hmm. you in a penthouse, whatever it is, you financially stable, you got your career, you got your family set, and I'm 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 lacking in my ish, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to get in, right? Mm-hmm. And you let me in. You give me access inside of your corridors. You give mm-hmm. me access mm-hmm. inside of uh, behind the scenes per um, se, right? Me, right? Of you. In order for me to stay there, when I see it's threatening, you start to push and resist a little bit because I'm not doing what you expecting me to do. I may get in a, a a sense of manipulation where I start to do a little psychology with you almost. It's kind of it's, it's twisted, but that's what do you people think do. That guy, okay, so let me ask you this question: Do you think that people give up too soon? Like, like, say for instance, you got this chick that that's raised the bar of business, and she's a successful boss, or she got her own business, she's running things, just like you said, all the things you said. Mm-hmm. Do you think? That is hard to be with someone like that. And do you think that the work is actually put into somebody like that? I, I feel like a lot of people walk away from strong people because they are, they're afraid. I, I say it all the time that strong women to, and, and and successful women have it the hardest. Especially yeah. successful black women have it the hardest in this country because men put on the ego or put on the front that they are strong mentally, spiritually or whatever. But these Strong women break them down with ease, and that's not just from a sexual point, but so just their presence in their aura. Do you keep going? Because um, it, it's not disrespecting you and breaking you down. It's not telling you you ain't gonna never amount to my my level of success of breaking you down. It's more or less my energy is a little stronger, and I may be a little guarded, but you gotta understand what I've been through. Type of energy, but they change they change it and make it seem like oh because she's she got this she got that oh I ain't dealing with that shit, and they walk away instead of fighting for what they know is theirs. They'll give up so easily. A sorry person don't want to be challenged. Okay. And so when you challenge a sorry person, what they do is deflect it by saying um, they're too difficult. 
they're unmanageable, right? And mm-hmm. who are we to think we own anybody? We should know that the relationships that we have in life are to challenge us and to better us. So if you're not in a relationship that's bettering you, I don't care if it's platonic or friendship or or intimate, whatever. If it's not challenging you, it's not bettering you. But most of these people nowadays, and that's not just men, it's women as well, mm-hmm. they don't want to be challenged. They just kind of want to walk into the lavish lifestyle. Mm-hmm. They want to walk into the penthouse without having to go through the apartment, having to go through the basement and things like that. So... The mentality is a lot different. People are less patient. People want it in a microwave mentality. They want it mm-hmm. right now the way I they want it. That. I want it right now. It's mine, and I want it right now. And I think that's very, very um, deadly. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, on a, on the flip end of that, we have a lot of people with the little kid belief that believes that I can only be happy if you're happy. And so that's another unhealthy thing because if I feel like I can only be happy if you, Tati, are happy, where's the self-care? Yeah. I, I, I don't believe in that role. I believe in uh, being, <laughs> you said that real. <laughs> being happy. I believe in being happy. You could be as sad as the fuck as you want to be, but I'm going to be happy because one of us have to be, and why not me? And I think yeah, happy people throat, have the... No, actually it's not because... Go ahead, I get you. In my past experiences, I have been... I was married for 22 years. And to that, to me, says a lot of communication, compromise, love went into that relationship. But then you have to, when you start loving yourself so much, it looks different to that person who has seen you giving them everything for Mm -hmm. so many years. Mm -hmm. So you want me to constantly infuse love into you. And everything is good as long as I'm doing that. But the minute I say, okay, I want to love on myself some, because when I'm getting older, I want to be able to look back at something and say, I'm happy I gave this to myself. You know, I want my body to still look good in my 50s. I want to eat better. I want to. Why does it look so bad to the other person on the flip side? Like, I can't do both. You get what I'm saying? And I think that's what happens a lot of with, evol- with evolution. With evolution, it is something that God has meant and manifest manifested in your life. You are supposed to be the best you. When somebody make you the worst you, it's time to go. So if I'm sitting up here and I'm in a relationship and 10 plus years, I've been giving you everything I could, everything to infuse. Because happy people like everybody happy. Yeah. Whether it even makes them a well, little unhappy, love they love themselves yeah. so much, I want to give you love too. I want you to feel this feeling that I'm having. But then when I say, okay, I'm going to love on me and do some things for me, it starts to look bad on the flip side. It's like, no, that's not what I'm doing. I'm just loving me too, baby. I love you too. I didn't take anything from my relationship. I didn't strip anything away. I didn't stop giving you attention. I didn't stop giving you love. Just right now, I have to do this particular thing for my growth, my sanity, and my future. And I think with moving on with that, with that same thing right there, when you say people feel like they got to move on and, and do what's best for their life, I think people get uh, the hooking them out, fish hooking them out mm-hmm. uh, uh, syndrome because they feel like they owe that person something. And when something happens to that person down the line, they don't forgive themselves. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when they say you separated from that guy you've been telling for years, do this, do this, mm-hmm. do this, do this. He he never did it. Mm-hmm. And you was like, man, I don't know how he's going to survive without me, but I have to make this decision for me and mine. And you make right. that decision. And then down the line, he goes to jail. He he His life is just in shambles, right? Mm-hmm. And now you're taking responsibility for another person's life. It's like that thing we talked about with the over-responsibility. Mm-hmm. But now this that happened to him and you're not forgiving yourself. Well, I think it depends on how that happens because if you've been friends with somebody that long and you've been in a relationship of some kind mm-hmm. with that friend for so long, you know their behaviors. You know the, the likeliness of what the shit they're going right. to do. You, you know, know what they're going to say. And you could say like, like you could look at somebody and say, oh yeah, I know she reckless. So if if she's a reckless friend, it's not going to stop her being, fr- being a reckless person on her own. Even more reckless alone. Yeah, I heard it. So the thing is, I want you, uh, like, people don't get to understand that there's something in us. But what I was saying is, does that make a person not forgive themselves? Because you know, you know what this person is capable of. You know the 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 possibilities of what can happen once you separate yourself out of their lives. And it actually happens. Do you take responsibility for that? Okay, and I think that has to be observed from both sides. What about those times I went through that and you were standing right there? But I'm not, I'm not talking about so, the other. So I'm you're talking saying about you. If they go and do something that so harms okay, me and you are dating, right? We, or we we're in a relationship for eight years, right? Right. And you say, look, D, can't do this. Don't like it. Mm-mm. Out. Gone. Right. Now, you know in the back of your mind, 
man, D may be hard to survive. He can't find a job, too tough. You know, he may go back to the streets. Damn, I don't want to do this to him. You know what I'm saying? He looked like he was doing a little good. But I got to do his best for me. You let D go. I go out to the streets. I start doing the street shit. Get arrested, get facing 10, 20 years, and now you're looking. Are you holding yourself no. responsible? Absolutely not. But most people do. Right, but I'm not one of them because so I don't. Help I don't... them people. Help them people okay. get to there. Okay, so what you have to do in loving yourself, you have to understand that bringing yourself down to another person's level in the sense of they've done what they knew they wasn't supposed to do. You cannot put yourself in a position to feel bad for something everybody knows is wrong. We all knew that was wrong when you did it. Now that I've walked away, uh, it kind of like motherfucking karma in a way. <laughs> Excuse my language, but it's like I've given you Hold so up. much. Why you feel like that's karma though? Because you done me a certain type of way. Damn, all karma? I'm just saying. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I could be wrong. Go ahead. But you've done me so wrong for so long. I held on to you. Oh, that's you. universal karma. I have karma. rebirthed you. I brought you to okay. a place of a beautiful Yeah, shit. resurrection. The Resur ashes of a phoenix. That right? came back. But now, you eating shit on the street and you telling me it's my fault? <laughs> that is not my fault. It ain't my fault. Did I do that? It ain't no. my fault. Damn, we telling our age in here that silk the chakras. That. that shit old as shit. That looks like a form <laughs> of karma. It, it is. Because you did so, this shit to me. I even, matter of fact, I could walk no, away. I, I, listen, I agree. And Ooh. behind me and don't get burnt. Because guess what? I did all that I can do right. when I was with you right. and there for you. Right. So when I walk away, I walk away without looking back. With a clear conscience. With a clear conscience. Ladies, gentlemen, you walk away. You done exhausted yourself. <laughs> this ain't even a CTA, but we go drop the mic right here and go into Memoirs of a Mama. Y'all heard that damn mic back there. Yes. y'all this is the portion of the show where we talk about being a mother that's right y'all memoirs of a mama where we get to vent and talk about what these little nappy head children do on a daily basis to get under your skin but sometimes it's not always about what they do that's bad sometimes it's about what they do that's good or sometimes it's just a lot and we just want to get it off our chest so today i just wanted to talk to y'all about a lot of what we go through in our everyday lives when it comes to our children. Now, this is particularly for a mom that deals with children with special needs or children with any type of handicaps or any forms of autism. The best advice I can give you is to treat that child as normally as possible, as normal as possible, because you want them to still feel like they are a person. They are already in a place where they feel like they're in prison. So you don't want to make them feel like they're alone in the process. So the CDC said that one out of every 54 children has been diagnosed with some form of autism. Um, and last year is actually a little better because last year it was one out of 59. So we know that we have a lot of children that look normal, but they may be experiencing some type of development issues or they might have some type of um, delays but they look normal to the outside world, but they're actually struggling with something on the inside, whether it's a learning disability or a mental uh, debilitation. So we want to just right now big up those mothers and fathers, I guess, who deal with those children on a daily basis because it's not easy, especially when the child doesn't look like anything is wrong. So I wanted to encourage a lot of mothers in this um, actual world of taking care of a child with special needs because it takes a special kind of person to take care of a special kind of kid. And you have to just remember to stay grounded in your faith and know that um, everything will be all right when it comes to raising a child like this and keep them at bay when it comes to normal normalizing everything. Make sure they feel like your other children do. If they do something wrong, hold them accountable. If you want them to do something great, cheer them on when they do. So you have to understand that those children are not any different than anyone else, but they do call them special needs children because they do need special attention. So... I want you guys to just stay encouraged and know that even though you have a child with those kind of needs, life still goes on. It just goes on differently. 
And you have to remember when that child may not be who they are anymore or who they used to be, depending on the situation. Just look, don't look at it as something bad. Look at it as a transition into their new life. So now your life has changed and we never know why those things happen. We just know that we have support systems that will help you in supporting you to do that. So look into your um, your your social workers, look to your social workers, look to your teachers. A lot of those teachers are able to diagnose, well, not diagnose, but tell you who can diagnose your children if you feel like they may be having issues. So right now, I just want to big up those mothers who are dealing with those children. It's really hard to do, but girlfriend, you got it. So keep pushing, stay faithful, stay purpose, keep a purpose in mind when you do everything that you do. And sis, remember, it's always somebody who got your back. All right, fellas, you already know this is our time. This is our time where we get to talk to the fellas. This is our little pocket. Welcome to Diary of a Dad. Glad to have you here for this eighth edition. Look, I got a little question for you today. You know, most times we worry about the outside and never take thought of the inside. You know, worrying about the rims on the car, but the engine ain't worth jack. Some of those things apply in other areas of our life. So I want to ask this question to our fellas today, our aspiring fathers, our fathers that to be or our fathers who are do you buy your kids name brand clothes and shoes or do you just go with walmart and target etc and call it a day is name brand important to you hmm. guess it's one of those things where it's to each his own some may feel that buying brand new clothes and shoes is a big deal and they make it a priority in their budget to make sure that their kids have the latest Jordans or the latest uh, polo. In our days, it was Nautica and Tommy Hilfiger. <laughs> I'm going back to my age right now. But, you know, some people feel like, hey, they'll outgrow it as soon as you get it for them. You buy it for them in September and they outgrow it in November. Some may feel that name brand isn't everything. Some may feel that the most popular things become or the most unpopular things become popular after a while. So, hey, we look at FUBU. We look at uh sketchers we look at all these shoes that wasn't popular at one time and then they became popular you have some people who feel like in other countries it doesn't even matter because there is no brand and they're just thankful to have so at the end of the day it's really to each his own so i say this to my fellas know where you are in life don't try to keep up with the joneses if you're not with the joneses don't try to impress other people but break your pockets know where you are in life and do what you can do and appreciate the effort that you're putting in to take care of your child. That's the most thing. That's the most important thing right now. And I know some of you may be dealing with hell on the other end because they want to make sure that that child is in the latest. Hey, fellas, you made that bed. So it's kind of one of them things you got to weather for right now. But I say this. It's not everything. And to some it is. At the end of the day, just love that child. All right, ladies and gentlemen, y'all already know this is our portion of the show where we give you a little bit of my food. You was off? <laughs> like, <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to try this again. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the portion of our show where we give you a little bit of mind food. Mind food. You know, this is our call Be to action now. C-T-A. Uh-huh. You know call what? Call to what, action. Uh, uh-huh. Just give them damn what? C-T-A, woman. What? Okay, just, but I, you know, go. let me just explain something before I go into this. I've been getting dirty looks all day. Why you got to explain I anything? I don't know what Give that the people is. some mind food. They want to eat. Okay, they finna eat up what I just We're going to give y'all a little bit of solutions, a little practicality, a little bit of application or something you can apply in your okay. life, okay? Practicality. That's a word. It sounds it's like you're applying for a job. That's in, that was those magnet words, but you know what I'm saying? Like, for y'all in the remedial, it's cool. We're all right, you, but all it, right, all right now. Let's go ahead into this mind food because this Negro, a.k.a. Black Jesus, is just going too far. Truth. Anyway. Oh. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. Because now at this time. Wait. Can all right, I ladies and gentlemen. All right. I'm going to go ahead and give you all my mind food. All right. Oh Straight God. up. Just oh, like this. While she get ready over okay. there. I'm going to go ahead and give you mine. In love and memory. Rest, sleep, just be in peace. 
And sometimes you don't even care whether it's at peace or not hell. You just want to know if you're at peace. And what I'm trying to say, ladies and gentlemen, is that sometimes that you just have to take it upon yourself and write the eulogy on certain situations. Most of us spend so much time trying to breathe life into situations that's already dead. Like the man Teddy Pendergrass said, I think I better let it go. Let it go. It's okay. It'll be all right. Live your life. And that's my CTA, simple and plain. You all ready, right. Hot Toddy? I'm ready. All right, now we all at some point in our lives <laughs> experienced <laughs> Eric over here laughing at my CTA like it wasn't profound enough like that. No, it was the, the, the let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let go to sing. Let it All go, right. baby. Okay. Looks like another love TKO. Mm, 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 mm. Go ahead, girl. Give him that. Give him that CTA. All right. Now we all know at some point in our lives we experience heartache. We have lost loved ones. We have lost jobs. But when you lose love, it feels different. But it feels like not only did you lose your lover or your spouse, it feels like you're about to lose your damn mind. Why does it feel negative when you lose a lover? Now, if it happens to someone who passes away, you look at it like they're going to a better place. You know, they're resting. But why can't there be a rest and a breakup? We do know that when the heart breaks, it doesn't break even. We do know that. And somebody is more invested than the other because nine times out of ten, the person who actually didn't want to be there anymore thought about it over and over again for years, maybe months before it even happened. So my question to you is, when you see yourself about to turn into someone else because you've lost someone in your life that was so instrumental for so long, what is it that you do? What does it look like? What do you do in your normal life to say, I have to get over this person that was once a consistent thing in my life? Do you let it tarnish you? Do you let it take away the happy parts of your life? Or do you look more into the happy parts of your life to get away all of that negative energy that was in that relationship the whole time, but you just couldn't see it until you had that outer body experience? I encourage you. I encourage you all to have an out-of-body experience within your situation. It'll save you a lot of heartache. So today I just say, ladies and gentlemen, look at those jewels that's been dropped. Pay attention because you can't learn something. No matter how old you are, you can always teach an old dog new tricks. And I'm out. I encourage you. I encourage you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I was trying to hold it. I don't like you. I was trying to. I encourage you. <laughs> I hate hey, you. We appreciate y'all for joining us for this episode. We hope y'all enjoyed all the jewels that was dropped. Like this was a real one. It's it, it triggered a lot, but it you know did. what? We but gotta it was have necessary. these necessary. Right. We gotta have these conversations to be able the to get tough, over the hump. So the tough conversations. Listen, we need y'all to do a couple of things for us. We need okay. y'all to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at No Titles Necessary. And on Twitter at No Titles Podcast. And the damn email. Well, I'm getting there. If you have any questions or any comments or, or you want to big us up, you can also email us at no titles necessary podcast. This nigga wrong is no, no titles, titles podcast at gmail. <laughs> no titles podcast I'm, I'm, at gmail. I was trying to pick it. went into it too fast. No, Hold I'm on, wrong let's start again. Katana over here. How are you going to start the whole damn no, thing? No, not over? the whole thing over. I got the tag. Okay, right we're going to give y'all the right email right now. I'm All not right, doing so the Facebook and Instagram. Instagram. I already did it. Okay. Give them the Twitter. So go ahead and go to Instagram at... <laughs> well, oh. I do Instagram. Facebook okay. and Instagram at No Titles Necessary. Okay. And Twitter, No Titles Podcast. And if you have any questions or comments or you just want to tell us, you know, how amazing we are, you can email oh. us at No Titles Necessary Podcast at gmail.com. I think I better let her go. What? Let you can't go, let me go baby. Yo, woke up feeling good, feeling better Thank God for this weather What you wanna do today, yo, whatever, whatever I be talking to myself, cause I know I get her Yo, she dope and I love her You would too if you met her You be stupid to let her slip out of your vision She be on the next flight for you see that she missing And I know you don't get it, I just need you to listen Yo, never let a nigga mess with your intuition, man